This show is brought to you by Loud and Opinionated. Pointing at you now. Is that better? I should point at you more. I'm sorry. Well, you know, we're all we're all a little bit busy here, okay? We are starting to record just as the Jazz and Thunder game is postponed. This is the Loud Sports Podcast. I'm Paul Rubidoux with Jake Williams, getting us going. Recording and good? We're all good? Yeah, we're good. Awesome. And Brandon Plecker. <laughs> He's stretching. It's, it's, got a, it's, a drama- it's a pregnant pause. The coronavirus. <laughs> Dude, that's what we're here for. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, who knew that uh, our sports podcast is going to be talking about the coronavirus? That's, yeah, because in our little chat today, or yesterday, whenever it was, that I texted in saying, well, we know what we're going to be leading this with when we yeah. record. Yeah. And you responded with, and then you put it on Twitter as well, this Tom Brady gif because of course the leading story of the sports world is the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. <laughs> well, no, I thought it because it, it it pertains to me. I am a fan of the Buccaneers. It's kind of a big deal to have one of your co-hosts team have a stake in the Tom Brady well, deal. I'm a spa- I'm a fan of sports in general, Jake. You got me flustered already to start. <laughs> and have we ever had the top 4 sports leagues in America have a joint statement released before? The only other thing I could think of would have been like nine eleven. I think maybe, maybe. I mean, I know football games and baseball games were canceled. Yeah, but that's the only thing that really comes to my mind in recent memory. But yeah, this is wow. This is blowing up. Also, I feel bad for the XFL. Being the XFL guy, it's like, of course, the inaugural season of this new football league, they get hit with something like this, and they have to have a game with nobody in attendance. They still haven't made it as long as the AAF. So, I mean, if they fold because of coronavirus, <laughs> it, it, I, it could be a... It hey, was destined. <laughs> it is funded for three years, okay? We are good. Okay, they actually not have somebody... Everyone, f- not if everyone's gone. <laughs> yeah, if Vince it's gets gonna be the hard, virus... It's going to be hard to fund it with no fans paying for anything. By the way, this wasn't a choice by the league. They were forced to make this decision by uh, Governor Jay Inslee of Washington. But we are, like... At the beginning of a serious snowball, because today it was announced that at least the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament will have no fans, including Dayton in the first four, and Atlanta is looking for a smaller venue within the city to host the final four. Same with Elite Eight and Sweet 16, or regional finals hosts might be moving as well. Look, I understand you got to worry about the combine and things leading up to the, the draft. Move it to May. Keep the M alliteration. Have May madness. Because you know who knows. Maybe it'll that be as bad. And as we it is just now. take the time off and wait until yeah. semester's yeah. over. See, I, I would it's agree. I would idea. agree with you, but that loses everyone's momentum. And right. all those little schools that may have had a chance pretty much don't have a chance yeah, anymore, especially because of the tournaments. Yeah. This really is logistically the largest thing in sport, in in maybe one country of sports besides like the World Cup or something. Because think about it. We have so many stadiums being used at specific times across the country mm-hmm. with TVs on them. And how could I just think it would be impossible to postpone 
the tournament as a whole because of and well, reschedule everything exactly the same way. because well you know what there's a minor league hockey team playing their game that night and or there's a concert you can tell say. Kenny Chesney no that's what I was gonna say there's not just sports it's music yeah. exactly there's a lot that goes into this you know from just a venue standpoint so I mean best case scenario right now is no fans that's horrible it looks like I'm just imagining it and it sounds depressing. I mean, I like, I, of course, we want to have safety. We want people to be safe. We don't want it to spread and make it be worse than it already is. But at the same time, that's, that's the reason these guys play the game. It, it isn't just about being. It, take, it definitely takes a lot of emotion out of the game. Right. And yeah, it's like, and we'll get to that in a minute, but it's like LeBron was saying. He, he's like, I'm playing for my teammates and the fans. That's why. And especially in March Madness, there's so much pageantry and the, I mean, teams like UMBC a few years ago, when they had that upset, it was much more dramatic because there was an audience. And, and these things are much bigger because they have an audience. And I understand they have to do what they have to do to protect people. It's just, I don't know. And I don't want to get too much into the coronavirus because I'm not a medical expert, but I just, I don't know. Can it really be this bad? Is it really as bad as people are perceiving it to be? You know, I'm going to actually give it a little optimistic flip and say, let's look at this as we we are rated the number one country in terms of uh, epidemic, a pandemic of a virus or, you know, an illness of some sort. And this is kind of being proactive and shutting things down. Look at where Italy is right now. You can't even get in or out of that country. For like at least the next month or something, they've shut down all sports. Yeah, uh, one way ticket there is like six hundred bucks. That's a steal if you're. If you're going I mean, there. if you're trying to get away <laughs> from something here, it's a good spot. No, right I'm now. telling you, uh, I'm planning a bachelor party in over the summer, and I'm saying this is the prime time to look at places to go because some flights are super cheap. Yeah. So I mean, that. always look on the bright side, right? Right, right. I don't know. I I don't know. It's this sucks. It sucks for every. It sucks for the people obviously getting sick from this. It sucks for the fans that look forward to this and are spending money to go see these things. Well, Jake, you're you're exactly right. It sucks for sports fans. Let's you know, <laughs> this is a little larger than sports. No, I know. We I, are I, a sports I started podcast. the statement saying it sucks for the people that are sick. That's and that's you know where our interest in it comes in is we're gonna lose our sports games and then we care a lot more. <laughs> yeah, but I we, mean that makes you more invested. I, the Ivy League has shut down their tournament completely, and that doesn't matter as much when you think about they've only had a tournament, a conference tournament, the past three years. 2016, the regular season champion just went straight to the NCAA tournament. Isn't there only it's like, the Ivy League? Isn't you know? there only like eight teams in the Ivy League? Yeah, they do like what that. they want. It's the Ivy League. You know? Yeah. Ivy League basketball, no scholarships, right? So they're they just <laughs> they're just out there to start with. We have I, this was you know I was writing this rundown before a lot of this went down, but Johns Hopkins in D three was one of the first to say they'll have no fans, and then the Big Ten and the Big Twelve um, have said that they're going to at least drastically reduce the number of people that can get in starting on Thursday. I think that 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 seems to be uh, an NCAA thing because everyone that's been doing this has been family members can get in. But only specific family members. Yeah. Right. But this is today? I mean, I mean. Starting, yeah, starting tomorrow for everybody, pretty much, you know. The tournament, the big tournament started today. So why wasn't this talked about on Tuesday? 
Why is everything kind of snowballing across our sports today? Well, the because this isn't today when it was finally declared a problem. Yeah, officially a real problem. Yeah, like, yeah. well, the, that again, that was before all the stuff that went down in Washington, where Washington's kind of the hotbed for this. Um, but they had been the players association the, the for the NCAA had been talking about like we had, I think we mentioned it in our last episode. They had mentioned having no fans and they'd already kind of pitched that idea. So that isn't new, but if they should have if they were having those conversations, I agree with you Paul, they should have said, "Hey, we should implement this now. We have to make a decision now." Instead of well, we'll see what happens kind of thing and it's like, "Well, this is only going to get worse before it gets better because we still don't have a vaccine for it. We don't have medicine for it yet. So why not plan for the worst? Right. And it does make me a little nervous because <laughs> next weekend I am going to be going to Kansas City. So we'll see if I come back with coronavirus. So, Are there confirmed cases there? I have not. As far as I've seen, there haven't been any in Missouri. There are in Johnson County and Pottawatomie County in Iowa. I think we're up to 13 in Iowa. And so we've had um, most colleges go online only for the next two weeks. Because spring break for most schools is next week. This isn't just sports, too. Uh, video game, E3, the big convention. In oh, they can do that from home anyway. That's what I'm saying. People are already like, well, they should have made digital events for that ages ago. But that's canceled. Like, this is spreading all over. Um, a lot of things are getting canceled. Makes me wonder about what they're going to do for primaries and, like, elections and things like that. So there's a lot to think about with this, uh, this virus COVID-19, coronavirus is a better name. Did you guys see the video of the, I think it was in Maryland, there was a teacher or someone that worked in a school that had confirmed coronavirus after coming to work ill for a few days oh, with the beginning symptoms. And the videos were parents like spraying their kids with Lysol before they go <laughs> into the school. One kid had trash bags over him going into the school because that's the panic now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I said it, in a joking way. It is horrible for the people that are infected, but yeah, it's, it is unfortunate for, I think, smaller schools in these basketball tournaments that have a chance, and they're, they're still playing, right? But teams just play different when there's an audience. Right. Especially college sports. When you take emotion out of it, then you see the true talent is going to win out. Right. Most small schools don't have the talent to compete with with these with some of these big schools. Yeah, and you're not going to see the upsets that no, you normally you're, you're, would. No, you're not. If, if this is the case, I, I, I really do see there being a lot less upsets than usual. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm being legitimate about the XFL. I do feel for them, I, I, especially Seattle, because Seattle is one of the higher they, – they were consistently getting twenty to 30,000 fans right. for Dragons games. And they'll have nobody. And now it's going to be completely empty. And and I can already see the jokes now. There's already going to be things on Twitter being like, oh, yeah, it's the XFL. What's any different? There's no fans and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right. Sorry you hate fun. <laughs> Somebody uh, posted, because uh, NBC had cons- has consistently been kind of trashing on this league, uh, and somebody was just like, it's because they have no financial stake in the XFL, so they're just like they're bitter about it because ESPN and uh, Fox is getting all the money from it. Somebody was like, I can already. They're like, oh look, it's been leaked, and then somebody made a like Onion style article of 
XFL hits new low with zero people in attendance for Wildcats Dragons game. Yeah, you hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. I'm just saying, I never really liked pro football talk. That's that's really the moral of that story. <laughs> what do you guys think of the eight feet distance for? <laughs> yeah, it's well. Hey, LeBron. Is that the? Is that everybody's wingspan? I was going to say, Rudy Gobert's <laughs> touching the microphones because his arms are that long anyway, so it really doesn't affect him at all. Right, and so now, yeah, now that's the problem tonight, and now we have a canceled yeah. game. You're eight feet. You're, you're, you just use telephones. It was not enough. Well, yeah, there's no – because I know the NHL has no locker room access. The NBA does, it has no locker room access now, if they, if they confirm that, that nobody can be in the locker room. For- Correct, yeah. That's, that's, uh, I'm pretty sure that's uniform. And across the statements that's, from all sports. That's what everybody's doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I knew that NHL started it. I knew that NBA is probably going to follow behind. Well, well, those are the two that are in season. So. Yeah, but what's what's the XFL going to do now? Because that's kind of been their big shtick is sideline well, interviews. I don't think the sideline will stuff. change. The locker room stuff will change. Yeah, I could. I yeah, I don't think they'll go in the locker room anymore for halftime. But I was wondering about that too, of because they're all about access. So I'm wondering how they're going to deal with that. Um, but eight feet. Seems a bit excessive. I mean, maybe that is the proper distance that the CDC probably told them or WHO probably told them, but I don't know. Seems a little bit excessive. But again, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with being cautious because you don't want to get sick. Right. Well, that's what this is. This is all born from caution. But we will see next week after we have full tournaments of maybe no people at the championships. It'll be interesting to see what it looks like on TV. Tomorrow, because we'll start seeing it tomorrow. It's going to look so eerie. Right. We'll come to you after Selection Sunday with what we think is going to happen on the court and in the stands (laughs) for those games. And um, I'm just saying get ready, because this year I'm going to crush you guys in the tournament challenge. Um, I I learned my lesson with picking my Cinderella and (laughs) crushed me early. Nevada, pick Nevada. Your bracket was just... You you did the Jake Williams method of picking things. We're like, I gotta be contrarian. I gotta be out there, make these weird picks. And I like, thought Nevada was gonna <laughs> go on a on an elite eight run. They lost in the first round. Oh, I personally watched that. It yeah, was, Brandon, you were at that game. Yeah, it was good. Good to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Omaha, my my home state, Omaha, Nebraska, making all these problems with the coronavirus being there. You hate to see it. So let's look over our local. Tournament that started Wednesday in the Big Ten tournament. What's going on, my Big Ten people? I mean, well, uh, Minnesota pounded on Northwestern this afternoon, so they get there. That's who I will be taking on tomorrow afternoon. Okay, Minnesota. Nebraska. I think Nebraska's playing right now. So, is that possibly um, Patino's last game? I've been hearing. Is he on the hot seat? Really. I don't know. I haven't can't heard, win. I haven't heard that, but you can't be. I mean, they they had a tough. It's it. You gotta understand, dude. It's year one. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm jump sorry, into but it. Sixteen straight losses, probably seventeen after this tournament game. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the Hoiberg defender here because he, there's a footballer, six foot six, three hundred pounder, on the end of the Nebraska bench right two now. Two football, two football players. Two. Um, but I heard that was the stats for one of them. And you're thinking, geez, but then I remember the first year at Iowa State, there were, I think, a receiver and a defensive end or somebody that was at 
the end of Iowa State basketball bench because they needed 12 guys that didn't include the transfers after people had left and he didn't have all his people there yet. So, you know, next year, one of those spots that a footballer has is going to be Kobe King. Yeah, I... I, I, I understand. So don't read into that too much. No, I, I understand. And I was saying last episode, it's like... But they're still going to lose. They're going to lose. And, I mean, I don't expect a lot from Nebraska ball. Nebraska's a volleyball school, guys. I've been saying this for months. <laughs> so I'm not uh, too worried about that. Uh, Iowa, when this goes live, Iowa will be playing. So that'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I mean, I, I wish I had more to contribute with Nebraska ball, but I mean... But there's nothing to contribute this year. So that's okay. Thank you, Jake. When was the last time they won a game against Iowa? Iowa yeah. Two months ago? Iowa. games ago. Two or three months ago, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's not much to talk about when your team goes 0-16. The Hawkeyes were their last victory. They sold their soul for that one. <laughs> border, Their one border game, and then they just stopped caring. In the Big 12... Oh, I forgot to mention. Sorry. Yeah. Quick sidebar. I was at the the last uh, Iowa State men's basketball game. I was in Hilton for my first ever game. Oh Remember yeah, how did you? I, was it full? I love Hilton, and it, you went on senior um, night, so I think people showed up for it. It wasn't. I've been to a senior night game before. It wasn't sold out, but it was. Uh, there were a lot of butts in the seats, as they say. Um, I was very impressed with the Iowa State fan base, how invested they were in a twelve-win team. Right, and. West Virginia actually isn't a bad basketball team. So I, I was very – and everybody, when I was looking in the stadium, there wasn't anybody on their phones. People were locked in. People were actually, you know, know, knew, you know knew what was going on. They were into it. And that, that says a lot. And I see why people – like, you can get guys to play for a team like Iowa State if their fans are that invested in a losing season – with not much to cheer about, if they're that invested in it, it's pretty incredible. I was I was blown away by the uh, the attendance of the Iowa State fans. I love games at Hilton. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, I can only imagine what it's going to be like when it w- what it would be like in the middle of the season when they're competing with somebody like a Kansas. The Kansas games are even, wild. Even K State, you know that that would be something to experience. But you know, it was pretty good and it was a good game. It was a six point game. They lost it was seventy seven to seventy one. It was down to the wire. So it was it was a fun game. So right now Iowa State is um down by one, sixty nine to seventy, with twenty seconds to go in their opening night game. So we will come back to that with our review of their full season possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Nebraska, right? Yeah, but it was I saw a tweet this afternoon where Everybody came out saying, hey, we're going to really reduce stuff, uh, how many people are at things for their own safety, but after tonight. While these stadiums are packed in Kansas City uh, for the Big 12 tournament, and it's Indianapolis, yep. uh, yeah, for the Big 10 tournament. Mm-hmm. So it, it seemed a little contradictory, but yet here we are. And, you know, that's I'm kind of glad because we had talked about, we had had the idea of maybe going to uh, the Big 12 tournament this year in Kansas City. Now I'm kind of glad we didn't go because of this coronavirus. Yeah, maybe thing. next year. Maybe is that next year. <laughs> but for the Big 12 tournament, I mean, it's got to be Kansas that wins, and anything else is a disappointment because they're the prohibitive over one number all in the tournament. And in the Big Ten, I I like Michigan State. Really? To they win it all. Kind of had an up and down year. I mean, they did, but it's it's crunch time. It's March. It's Izzo time. 
to guard time. Yeah, Michigan State has definitely gotten on a roll the last couple of weeks after their disappointing three losses in four games a few weeks ago. They got it out of the system. When I call, yeah, when I called them out for, for that dropping out of the top 25. Yes. But <laughs> since then, they've, I don't think they've lost since then, and they're playing really well. I like Maryland a lot out of the Big Ten, too, though. I think that guard, you know, they're kind of like they're kind of like Michigan State. They're kind of like Kansas. They got a dominant guard and a dominant big, right? And that that'll take you a long ways in a lot of in a lot of tournaments. So I think I, I agree. In, I agree in the Big Twelve. I think Kansas is head and shoulders above everybody else in the Big Twelve. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Baylor is kind Baylor's of faded. Really, uh, Baylor's really been would, struggling lately. They really weren't scoring well for most of the season. They haven't been shooting the ball very well. If this were a month or so ago, I would have said Baylor. But yeah, they they definitely have kind of got brought down to it. But it's just it's so boring sometimes because it's all it seems like it's always Kansas. It's always Kansas that's uh, the team. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, it's not wrong. Man, <laughs> spot I, the lie. I knew I should have taken Iowa State plus seven tonight. I just <laughs> in Kansas City, I knew I should have taken them plus seven tonight. I liked that. Well, we're on to XFL. The final week with the stands full was week five. And the first game. Which I'm surprised Tampa hasn't released a statement because there's been bigger numbers in, in Florida, so I'm surprised by that too. Just just saying. The first game in Seattle, fake ending here, but how about the XFL? I should pull up that statement. Yeah, because uh, I might actually have it on my laptop here. Yeah, I was – so you make it – Declare it right now. Are you still going to be breathing fire or what? Um, yeah, I don't know. Your team I has the know. same record as my team. Just they, just deal with it. Look, Seattle has got a horrible offense. There is nothing going on. BJ, Daniel gave, is, BJ Daniels is giving them a spark at least. Yes, you're aver- they're averaging like 200 yards per game on the offense. That is not going to get it done in any league of football. But they're – but <laughs> – I mean, spot the lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I I think, but they had a fourteen nothing lead at, at one point in this game. Like they they were playing. They can't play four quarters together. I want to know what the deal with Houston is. How is Houston the best team in the league? Granted, because they win games, they find ways to win. Yeah, they're undefeated. That's how. Their only blowout win was against the Wildcats. Ever since then, it's been one possession games every single time, and. The only reason they're, they're number one is because they're 5-0, and oh, but like a team like Seattle hasn't looked very good. Tampa hasn't looked very good at parts. I don't know what to make of that. But that, that ending, this is the issue I, I thought was going to happen with the XFL's clock rules. Because of the two-minute rules, it makes it hard, which there's positives and negatives to this, because the positive is it makes it easier for a team to come back. But the negative is it makes it really hard for a team to run out the clock, as Houston had to deal with at the end of this game. Because of the idea of even runs, it stops the clock, and then you get a five-second runoff in the play clock, and then the, the, the game clock starts. Yep. So it, it's kind of hard to run out the clock in these games, which, again, makes it more entertaining. But I don't know how you miss that call. There was still at least one second on the clock when he gave himself up and put the knee down. So and then they just bolted. <laughs> I, have, I have the statement here from the okay. XFL. The official statement is Saturday's Seattle Dragons-Houston Roughnecks game should not have ended as it did. Replays showed clearly that the knee of the Houston quarterback 
P.J. Walker touched the field, rendering him down, quote-unquote down in the fourth down play officially completed with approximately two seconds remaining on the clock, effectively turning over the ball to Seattle on downs. With a nine-point differential in score, Seattle was denied an opportunity to tie the game. The XFL sincerely regrets this error. In addition, Wes Booker called out. <laughs> wow. Who served as officiating supervisor has been reassigned. We, f- we fired him. What? what? We don't even get to know. Is this the lead official on the field or the guy in the booth? Because the guy know. in the booth should have been the one making the call. I think it's the guy in the booth because they talked to him. The officiating supervisor. Yeah, they talked to him at the Wes. end of the game. And they're like, what happened? There should have been one second here. And he's like, oh, no, we think the clock should have ran out. And he's like, if you look, there's plain as day his knee is down and there's one second on the clock and it was fourth down so they get right. the ball and it was on it was in Houston territory they legitimately could have tied that game and i'm just upset because we had two opportunities to get XFL overtime and see what it looks like and both one it wasn't Seattle's fault but Tampa screwed it up because Tampa going to Tampa but like Tampa going to Tampa Tampa going to Tampa I love the sauce is forever. The sauce of Tampa is forever. Twenty, they blew a twenty-four to six lead. All right. Anyway, to to talk about that, that's great that the XFL got out in front of that and says, "Hey, we made a mistake. We're gonna own up to that." You would never see this from Roger Goodell or the NFL. No. You 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 kind of see it from the NBA because sometimes the NBA says yeah the, the officials got this. But that's wrong. only been in the past what six years, Brandon or so that they've yeah. had the two minute report. Less than that, I think. Yeah, this is a new initiative that's only been under Adam Silver to the NBA being transparent with officiating. But I hate it. I hate it. And like I love this statement, but at the end I of hate the, it. I hate it because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like you can admit that you made that mistake, but. Who it, cares? Doesn't it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. You can't vacate it, and you can't, you can't fly them back to Houston the game, yeah. to play one play. It's just not gonna happen. So it really doesn't matter. That I don't. I don't see the point. In... But they really pulled a WWE here and immediately, like at least corrected to overcorrected their mistake by saying this is what happened. This is what's gonna happen going forward because they're like, oh man, first year we cannot have this stuff. Yeah. We reassigned the guy. This will not happen. You know. So I think they. This could have started the conspiracy that it is a scripted football. <laughs> yeah. All these sideline interviews. Also, well, no, I'll talk about it when we get to it. When we get to it. Second game we had the Guardians. Man, who, who's, more, who's more up and down right now, the Guardians or the Renegades? Guardians 30-12 to 12 victory. And I said this in XFL 4 play. Let me, let me paint you a picture. Matt McGoin, quit football. It's not your thing. Wow. Quit football. Harsh. You are so bad. You got replaced by a third-string quarterback that wasn't even that good in the AAF. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He wasn't good, man. All he had to do was hand the ball off to, uh, what, Trent Richardson? I can't remember his name. Was that Trent Richardson? I don't know what team Luis Perez was on. One of the Alabama running backs. <laughs> it was Birmingham. Trent Richardson. Yeah. Trent Richardson. Okay, so Birmingham. best quarterback in the league. So, yeah, Quit football, Matt McGloin. You're not good at it anymore. Yeah, go be a high school coach or something somewhere. That being said, this New York team is a totally different team with Luis Perez as quarterback. We'll see how that continues, though. What, you don't, you don't believe in Dallas anymore? 
Well, I don't, I don't believe in him. I mean, I understand because he goes from L.A. to Dallas. Let's see what he does against D.C. because they're going to have to play them because they're in the same division. Yeah, the Roughnecks are going to New York this week, so I want to see how I want to see how Houston, Perez does against the Houston's Roughnecks. Houston's defense isn't very good. Houston solely relies, and it's typical June Jones where they solely rely on their quarterback because their defense isn't that good. Spot the lie. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, they 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 know they got to score thirty because they're giving up twenty what you said a about week. Dallas, I don't know what to make of Dallas. They can't win at home. I mean, their 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 offense seems to be pretty stat padding. Oh, it's pretty it's pretty tough to watch most of the weeks when I've been when I've been watching Dallas. They're they're tough to watch. It's more sideline to sideline than up and down almost. Yeah, you know and what it's I mean? hard to win. You see that you see that in college football a lot. It's you got to be able to do both. You can't just do one or the other because you can stop stop that pretty easily. Right. When you're not going more than five yards down the field and you're just throwing it to your running back every time. It doesn't matter how good your guy is. You ask Carolina how that how that went. Also, <laughs> also doesn't help when you don't have a strong offensive line and a backup quarterback. But and that and that's the thing too is I I watched the second half of that game, and I'm sitting there thinking, you've got Cameron Artis Payne, you've got and I can't think of their other running back, but you have got two solid running backs in your backfield. Why are you throwing the ball as much with a backup quarterback? Why are you throwing the ball this much? Because they went down. Uh, it was, I think it was 20 to 12 at one point, and I was just like, and there was almost a whole quarter left to play, and they're chucking it like it's the end of the game, and I'm just, I'm just thinking, why not run the football? I don't understand it, and I don't understand how they can't win at home. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it says a lot about Landry Jones, because in the last week, I criticized him because he, four turnovers, that's absolutely why they lost the Roughnecks, but then looking at it this week, they are completely lost without him at quarterback. They're absolutely lost. They don't know what they're doing. So I don't know what to make of Dallas, especially because they can't win in a baseball park. Yeah, that's enough talk about, too. Kind of forgettable teams almost so far. Because did, I, did we call Guinness? Is it official? <laughs> oh, for the, uh, the beer snake? Yeah, the possible longest beer snake Ever? That's not pretending they're the D.C. defenders. They're the D.C. beer snakes. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're not really, I mean, they got back to their defending ways here, beating the Battle Hawks 15-6. to six. Yeah. Lowest scoring game in league history, oh, I believe. Yeah, I didn't know that. Good stat. Um, again, what a different team they are at home. Oh, right, yeah. They're such a better team at home. And I think it's because they, they have a strong... Uh, fan base. Also, another reason why the XFL is the extra fun league. League commissioner Oliver Luck contributed to the Beer Snake. He sure did. Which, how can you not watch this and not enjoy yourself and not think this is a fun league? And it's just they get it. They understand that it's we need to have some fun with this to get people in. And they made it a whole big event on TV where he's like walking around like holding the cup over his head. I'm like, oh, it's the commissioner. It felt like WWE, yeah. like Vince McMahon move. Like, what's he doing here? And he just hands him the cup, and they're chanting, drink more beer, drink more beer, to keep making the snake taller. And I saw somebody say this on Twitter. I totally agree. They're like, if that were the NFL, that, that snake would not make it past one row. XFL, I don't know if they would let it. You know? oh, yeah, they wouldn't even throw that away. Stop doing that. You guys must be drinking too much. And then you see... Uh, <laughs> Did you see the – and the Twitter for this game was nuts. 
You gotta, and this is proof that they were millennials because they he showed himself on Twitter. The guy who runs the XFL account, yeah, snaps a picture. I missed this. The score is St. Louis six, DC nine. But the way that it's set up on the Fox scoreboard, it looks like sixty nine. And he says, "What a moment!" Because it says six nine, and the quarter time said four twenty. And he's like, "I literally get paid to make a sixty nine four twenty joke." What, what a time. A, what a league. What, what a, a time. What a, what a league. And then there's a play that was a pick six that got called back. But the D.C. players jumped into the stands with the beer snake people. And it was a guy that had like a Bud Light Seltzer case on his head, but it looked like a helmet. Like, D.C. fans are wild, man. I don't know who's crazier, D.C. fans or Battlehawk fans. It's kind of a, a two-horse race in that. I think the D.C. fans are kind of there more to party, you know? <laughs> Yeah, the game's going on, and they're chanting, drink more beer. <laughs> Make this giant beer snake. So I don't, I don't know. I think the game was interesting because, yeah, Cardell gets benched. Maybe that's what they need. This is the league of the backup quarterback. I know I said that about the NFL. Well, we got to figure it out. People, it's still just moving parts. None of these quarterbacks are very good. Same thing so. happened in the AAF. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Cornelius, uh, Luis Perez, Tyree Jackson, like we're seeing more and more of these. Back There's only guys two teams it. that have played the same quarterback every week. Yeah, because one of them's probably going to be the MVP of the league <laughs> with PJ Walker. And St. Louis is probably in second place, and like the top two teams are the ones that have had the same quarterback every, oh, every week. Also, shout out to uh, I forgot to mention this during the Renegades coverage. The Renegades offensive coordinator in the Texas Throwdown broke his leg. Oh, and kept going. And stayed on the sideline. Yeah, what a, fo- what a coach. And then this week he's in the box. Run through a brick wall. People asked him about it. He said, I'm not soft. It's still not Hugh Freeze coaching from his hospital bed. <laughs> Against, like, Buckweed State. Yeah, for Liberty. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Also, he, um, they just said this week that he is relinquishing his offensive coordinator duties uh, because, you know, he has a broken leg. <laughs> he needs to kind of <laughs> do that and deal with that, so. I was like, "What? A, whoa, you're not soft, but you're in the booth this week, Coach? Come on. I want some odds on if Cardale's going to start again this year. Now, Pep Hamilton said that he planned to work with two quarterbacks and that they might go back to Cardale. But that's a good, I don't think Cardale's going to be a starter again. You don't think so? Yeah. If they keep winning, you know, I mean, they, and they win their way, which is, could be a 20-10 to 10 game. Yeah, he might not. All the QB1s that were like the face of the league, like on the posters, Almost none of them are starting. Well, there's still one, and that is Josh Johnson, Jake. So thank you for transitioning in a perfect way to our final game. The first 40-burger in league history. I have two records. The Los Angeles Wildcats 41 over your Vipers 34. Johnson, you know, is is consistent. Man. To say the least, week to week, poised compared to these younger quarterbacks. And this is the thing: is Tampa isn't he like thirty four? You know, you really forget that. Yeah, he's he's in his thirties. Tampa had the best defense in the league coming into this, and he just shredded them, shredded them, man. And it looked like LA was dead in the water, and then that second quarter happened, and they scored two quick touchdowns in the half. I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah, Tampa's gonna lose. (laughs) Tampa gonna Tampa. Um. Yeah, that game was fun, and that was, and they started calling it XFL After Dark, and I was like, this feels like a Pac-12 After Dark game because it was just you gotta bonkers. love it. It's yeah. so crazy, crazy. And, and as a Vi- Vipers fan, I'm sad they lost, but as a XFL fan, I was like, this was 
one of the better games in the in the league. Like this was actually a very entertaining game. And well, it's uh, got to be the highest total points in oh, the game yeah. so they far. Hit the, they hit the over before halftime. I mean, seventy-five. That's pretty high. Yeah, they hit the over right at half, like right before half, because uh, I think the over was forty-three and a half or something. And uh, yeah, it, it, Norm Chow and this offense. Holy cow! Norm Chow. They're just. Norm, 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 Norm Chow, Chow, Did you Norm see Chow. The clip of Josh Johnson. That's yelling? how he would say his name. Do you see the clip of Josh Johnson yelling at him? No. First of all, Josh Johnson always. I'm glad he's always mic'd up because he's always yelling at somebody. He's, he's yelling, very he's fired always up. Always yelling like, "Give me the effing play!" every time. And so he throws his fourth touchdown, which should be a celebratory thing. Goes over to the sideline. And this is why you know he's a competitor. Gets on the phone with Norm Chow and says, "Stop, stop arguing. We're not getting plays in. Stop." Figure it out. Hangs up. And I'm like, that dude's a leader. That guy, he's a competitor. That's that's awesome. It's got to also be pretty annoying. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Turn around and flip the bird to the box? Because he can't he can't communicate well, back. <laughs> yeah, because it's a one-way radio. So he's, he's got to yeah. like, yeah. Can't take your helmet off. Also, another cool thing. Did you see the uh, video of, they were talking to Aaron Murray on the sideline, he goes, hold on a second. And he has his helmet off, but he's listening to the radio because he wants to get the play call. And Aaron Murray, I think, has a future in uh, sports broadcasting because he's really good at that. What he, when he gets interviews, he knows how to do it. Plus, I didn't know this, but he hosts a radio show. So there you go. But uh, he's like, hold on. And then the sideline guy's like, wait a minute, hold on, and sticks the microphone in the helmet so you can hear the play call, what the, it sounds like, in their head. Yeah. And so I totally get why they're, like, pushing their helmet because it is so hard to make out what that person is saying in their radios. But uh, last, and before that, the week before that, he had ripped the, the thing out of his helmet and had it in his hand on the sideline and was listening to the plays that way. But so, the, like, that level of access was really cool. But uh, I hated on Taylor Cornelius. I hated on Corndog. I think he played really well. I just think that sometimes Tampa and it's with Mark Trestman and his offensive coordinator. They got too conservative, and they lost the game. No, I've never heard Mark Trestman is too conservative before. Yeah, not for years in the NFC. So North. I gave it a week. He won a game, but I'm back on it. Fire Mark Trestman. I love it. Keep that train rolling. Now we're five weeks in, five to go. This Mid-season. is season. This has got to be an abject success. Yeah. Their their attendance is outstanding. The TV numbers are, you know, decent. I mean, yeah. what are, what are we seeing here? They're trending the wrong way, though. It seems like they're going. They're, they the started newness, out hot. The newness is worn off. Yeah, but you're gonna see a little more consistency. And I expect, especially, you know, good thing they're funded for three seasons because season two is where you will probably see slow slowly rising but consistent numbers instead of just you know the shock and then boredom of the first season because people are going to be doing different things in the spring is you know people that live better in the, weather outside well, we live in the northern half of the u.s where we have had like two nice weather weekends so far and i've tried to be outside on both of them you know and so your priorities change if it's not a team you followed your entire life and that is something that they're gonna have to overcome they still haven't dropped under a million viewers so far but that will definitely change. I don't. I, although I don't know because with people not, you know, the the L.A. Seattle game, we'll see how they can survive that with no fans. 
Uh, but then I don't know about March Madness because my thought was when March Madness hits, they're gonna their ratings are gonna dip and they're gonna have to deal with that. And I think they'll be fine. They'll weather that storm. Uh, Rudy Gobert has tested positive for coronavirus. So that's why. So they breaking news. Canceled the Rockets and game. And sorry to interrupt and bring this back, but Rockets Thunder. He did touch every single microphone, and there are other Jazz that are sick as well. And he has confirmed tested positive. <laughs> Wow, I mean, <laughs> they're probably gonna cancel. They might cancel the the season for a while. They might instead of if one of your teams literally can't play. Yeah, this could be. They were they were talking about you know either taking the fans out or or pausing. Now with this, if this if that's true, yeah, they might have to pause it. Yeah, that's a great point. It's different than people in the stands. Yeah, it, is it is on different. court. You you are taking it with you to every player on other teams that you play from this point out. Wow. You know, that's we we might see it. We might see it. No, twenty twenty NBA champion in just vacated season. No, I, no they'll they'll uh, re- no. they'll restart it once they they'll push unless it. Unless it literally never gets figured out, but I don't see that happening. They'll push it into like July. Or yeah, something. it'll just back up. I, I expect. Yeah, they can't not expect have a, a real postponement of at least NBA games. Oh, I now. think I I oh, yeah. guarantee. Yeah, that's big news. With that, yeah. Yeah. Well. I blame it on them having such a long season. <laughs> Who, why do you need 82 games? Money. Money, Jake. Why Money. Do you need 82 games? So let's get into... Mid-season review, I give a give the XFL an A-. I'm going to go B+. Plus. B plus. Whatever. Room this, to, room week to improve. five was the best week, man. That was the most fun I've had. Impressive, but room to improve. I like I, the rule I, changes. Yeah, I agree with you. B+. Plus. Brandon, what do you think? I'm biased. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll give it a B. I mean, I've lost. I, I haven't watched a game in about three weeks now. Oh, my God. XFL. It's not my thing. I like watching high quality. I don't watch a lot of. That's why I don't watch a lot of college. But I don't watch a lot of stuff that I don't think is very good. And when quarterback play is not superior, it, right. it, I lose interest very quickly. And that's the same way with the AAF. I, I watched week one, and then that's just, that's just my personal personal preference. I get I get bored and i don't want to watch poor poor quarterback play especially so, so if, we, when we that gets more. better when that gets yeah. better that's when that's when i become and become more willing to want to watch we'll, it we'll see how they manage because i imagine i think that josh johnson and pj walker are probably going to have be on an nfl roster next season so we'll see how they manage it, that. yeah it depends on if the xfl can start making some money and be able to pay some people you might you might see some of those some of those guys like your yeah. Matt Flynn's from years ago might right. might be playing in the XFL because they're you know they show that they can do it in the NFL. Jameis Winston, I'm telling you, like guys like guys like that who that. are you know a Nick Vipers. a Nick Foles who was a great backup quarterback. You know if they're actually starting to make some real money, they might have a chance. But yeah. until until you're until you start being able to pay him some real money, you're going to keep getting these until you fifth can, string quarterbacks in NFL teams, right? And, until you can compete with an NFL backup quarterback salary. Yeah, exactly. This is where we'll yeah. be. Which is not, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was one of the highest ever at like eight million. So it's not like it's an astronomical number. And what Kaepernick demanded eleven, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think if they're smart, they would go. They should go after Division two, II, Division three quarterbacks and get guys that probably wouldn't get drafted. And try to develop their yeah. own guys to say, look, you Build weren't going to go to that level. We want you to just continue this. That's that's an interesting route yeah. as kind of having quarterback. What if they make quarterback the non 
you know, transferable role between these leagues to where there's the NFL quarterback tier and there's the XFL quarterback tier. And then there's skill players that really make this into a developmental league. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those guys are more disposable than a quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. You know, jumping back and forth on a 53-man roster, less important than – and, you know, think about it. I would. Does the XFL want to be like churning out quarterbacks to the NFL? You lose your best quarterback every three years. You want to keep people on a team for longer than that. Yeah, this is this is one of the pitfalls of having an alternative football league because eventually, when your teams get really good, they leave. They they're gonna they're gonna players are gonna go to the NFL. Right. It's like what we say when you win a Super Bowl in the NFL. Your team gets picked apart if you win a Super Bowl. They're like, well, I want this guy. I want this guy. Kind of thing. So we'll see. I give it A minus because I'm biased. And you made it rhyme. XFL super fan. Beautiful. Well, we just had more coronavirus talk, and we're going to come back to it. LeBron was just talking and then re-clarified his comments. Stand by your comments. LeBron. No, are you kidding me? He can't, he can't act like he doesn't care about the viewers. Haven't you been paying attention to the NBA in China this year and what happened um, you yeah. know, in the fall? How much of that was the Lakers being like, hey, man. A lot of people watch this on TV, too. So. Yeah, exactly. And so you have uh, over millions of people that watch it in China, and he's saying, oh, I don't care. I don't care. That could, it can't give the Chinese government a second reason to not be happy with the NBA right now. This Honestly. is their fault. They started this. Whoa, whoa. We can't say that. Viruses well, do sorry. not have nationalities. I'm racist if I say that the origin of the virus. My bad. That's correct. Stick to sports, sir. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Uh, but he said that okay, I guess he'd play. But now I I can't wait to find out what his comments are going to be after this Rudy Gobert news, and if he just throws him under the bus. Yeah, um, I don't really have a problem with what he said, but I understand the business aspect of saying, "Hey, we we have a lot of people that watch this on TV." I get it, but I. I mean, I don't think I think anybody that watches sports understands where I don't think anybody disagrees with him. They understand where he's coming from, but yeah, I don't know. You got it, it's a business. You got to appease people. Absolutely. But we're gonna have, I mean, kind of disproportionate Laker talk this week on our NBA roundup because hey, you know man. over the weekend LeBron beat the Bucks. And the Clippers. Big weekend. Big weekend. Especially for LeBron. He was he was dominant in both games. He, yeah. Him and AD against the Clippers. That was that was oof, That was a heck of a game. This is what he needed though, and kind of propels him to at least back into gives him a more legitimate stance in the MVP. Talk, right. I against think. Yeah. Giannis, you know, because his he's kind of being beat out in most what, categories, what but Giannis, it's his age. Yeah, what Giannis is doing though is so incredible that it's hard to compete with those numbers. On a team that's winning, that's going to win 65 games at the minimum. They'll have the most yeah, in the league by far, and so it's going to be hard. Like they're better than this than last year, and they're and he's better than he was last year. So it's he's hard to com- rested. You know, it's hard to compete with. Yeah, he's not playing, and he hasn't played in the fourth quarter in probably half of their games. And according to you, he's motivated, extra motivated. It's fresh. Oh yeah, this one's for 24. Uh, did you hear Marbury's comments about him? No. Marbury said, "You don't need to play for Kobe." Uh, oh, I don't like you're that. You're not a real Laker or something like that. Yikes, don't like, like that. Aren't you playing in China? Here, here's <laughs> what I did pay. Yeah, he has a statue in China, though. But he, <laughs> it's, it, seriously. Uh, here's okay. here's uh, something I, I mean, did pay attention. everybody's getting a statue. Baker Mayfield's apparently getting a statue. We don't even want to discuss that. That's horrible. So stupid. Anyway. Um, 
something I was paying attention to this week is the fact that um, we have a bigger beef in the NBA between Barkley. Charles Barkley got into it with Draymond Green. Draymond said he doesn't have any championships. He can't critique me, basically. Uh, oh, man, we have more coronavirus news here. More, huh? Yeah. Da -da 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 -da. Brandon, you've seen this as well. The, yeah, everybody's phone's going off at the same time. The thing. NBA has suspended the season. Because... It's just, that's the tweet. Because of, uh, who was, what, what was his name? We just said it. I, it's slipping my mind. Rudy Gobert. Gobert, you go home. You've ruined the season. That's crazy. They suspend the season. You're right, because, I mean, what else can they do? No, they he's, have to. He's interacting with to. other players. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's no choice. There you really can't isn't. eliminate one team. That is unbelievable. Wow. So the NBA has suspended the season, and there will be no fans at Power 5 tournaments starting tomorrow. So this is... Oh, and the Jazz and Thunder players are currently quarantined in the arena. Yeah, they can't leave. You're stuck in the arena? Yeah. Oh, you can't leave. Fans got out. I mean, I would have left as soon as I heard the PA because I would have been like, oh, my gosh, they might. Like, what if they... Th throwing elbows. <laughs> yeah. So they are now, I mean, out of the two places <laughs> in the NBA that I don't want to be stuck, Oklahoma wow. City and Utah would be two of them. Title of this episode is going to be Coronavirus versus Sports. That's where we are. That's really... Yeah. This is nuts, Bring man. it on. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect... Cause as far as I know, the NHL hasn't had any problems yet. It's because, you know, the Celtics were doing great. They were going to have a great season. <laughs> so Just, shut it, down. Just shut it down. gods are punishing Just you. like in the 90s when we had a player die and we still had to have his salary count against the cap. Jeez. The NBA has a history of being biased against the Celtics. Both your teams are good this year, too, because the Heat were good. and yeah. Heat are having a really course, good second half here. The one time where both your teams are good when we're doing this podcast, they have to suspend the season. We yeah, but I <laughs> I'm mean, I'm glad I don't have a team. I got so now it. suspended, at least indefinitely. Here's what we do. Here's how we solve these issues. We get the best players that we can find, esports players. We put them again. We get we assign them to each team in the league. They already have that. They have a 2K league. Well, then there you go. We take that. We sim the rest of the season through NBA 2K20. And that's how we pick a champion. I think it's I think it's foolproof. What do you think, Paul? Let's just flip a coin. <laughs> Let's just flip a coin. What about seeding? How do you of, figure best that out? Best of seven. Yeah. Coin flip. Yeah. Best <laughs> of seven coin flips. Well, I mean, we're so late in, in empty arenas. We're so late in the season. There's most of the seeding is kind of figured out, right? Or we need? Do we really need that extra month? I mean, you know the not you know the most of the teams, but not where they'll be. Right. right. You and don't really know there's the enough, seating. I mean, let's just run through our other NBA news we were going to talk How about. How can we? This is all I can think about. Because I, th what's interesting is the eighth seed race in the West between the two Rookie of the Year candidates in the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. Don't forget about Dame. Don't forget about Dame. Yeah, but... the. the <sighs> Don't forget That's not about the story, Dame. though, and the I NBA is always about the story. Don't forget about one of the top five players in the league. I, I think the playoffs are worse when he's not there because yeah. I really want a Portland-Oklahoma uh, City series after him waving goodbye to them after but ending both their, their season. Both guys the are gone, so it's not as, you need a Portland-Houston series now. Right. You can't get, get him Russ and Westbrook. Yeah. 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 That was one of the best moments but from this last is, season. Because Dame has knocked out James Harden on a... On a, on a buzzer beater three in a playoff series too about 
three or four years ago. He so he's done it to both of them. I mean, he's, and he's got to do the same. He's done thing. it a few times. He's yeah. got to do the stare at the camera, the wave goodbye, and the stare at the camera, and like those kind of things are like. I totally get it. That's why people love the NBA because of those kind of moments. The, it's so viral, right? It's There's, so viral. You talk about the XFL feeling, like, you know, like WWE, like spectacle. The NBA is just like. But that. it has so many different ways to go viral, even on the court. Like um, how even, I get a notification that Trevor Ariza got a technical for checking Trey Young when he tried to nutmeg him this week. And so that's the old school versus the new school. And that leads to tweets from everybody from Kendrick Perkins, you know, to Jared Dudley saying, you got to know, even like on the blacktop, an older guy, if you try to do that, you, you got to expect a shove because that's just not how it's played. Yeah. And we just get all these interesting aspects that we don't really get. That's, I still can't get it. This is wild, man. I didn't. So it doesn't even matter that the Lakers signed Deion Waiters. <laughs> yeah, what's the? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, just I mean, just think about that too. Of like the story of this season, where the stuff with Kobe happens. It's Kobe's not even playing, but it's such a huge impact on the because uh, the game on everybody. Yeah, because yeah. he was such an icon. And then now we've got this coronavirus stuff, and the season gets postponed. It's like this is so nuts, man. This is it's a Mamba curse. Kobe, Kobe there, there will never be an NBA without Kobe. The basketball gods will not allow the Lakers to win a championship. They will not. No, they can, this can't happen. LeBron can't win MVP. He can't win another title, and the Celtics can't do it because Paul's a fan and he because they just do can't it because because LeBron's not there. The controversy with the dunk contest. There's so much storyline in the NBA this year. You love it. You love it. I, That's because... I have become a bigger NBA fan in the last few years because of all the crazy drama on Twitter, on and off the court, everything about that it. That is why our NBA segment until, like, All-Star Weekend is called the off-court <laughs> moment of the week. So after the All-Star break. And then we actually talk about the yeah. on-court stuff. Man, that's nuts. But, you know, it what? just... This league, they can't, they league. can't give you a day without giving you something, you know? Well, we're going to do that now. What? <laughs> yeah, we'll see though. I, I, yeah, I don't. Can can could, the, it, could they really think? I don't see a problem in them put. I know, I know that like um, money wise, like con, like TV contract, but I don't see an issue with them pushing it until like July. I want to know how to this sort affects, out their championship. I want to know how this affects players' contracts based on game checks. Uh, and well, then you're gonna have to move the combine. You're gonna have to move the draft. You're gonna have to move everything. Can the NBA PA sue Rudy Gobert? <laughs> they might endangerment. Also, that's another storyline. It, it's coronavirus versus this is the NBA. It's China versus the NBA. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We'll get you shut down. Brought it up dude. again. I, yeah, I'm just can't. trying. I'm just trying to get. Com- I'm getting clicks, man. We gotta. We gotta be cool with China if we're talking NBA. Like yeah. that is. It has no, been mandated. You know, you know what I mean? Like the stuff with. Before the season, and then of course the coronavirus stuff. All right. Yeah. Now to. The league least affected. I'm going to get canceled after this episode. Yeah, the league least affected, probably because it's in the offseason right now, by the coronavirus. The NFL still had news this week. And I'll just give it to you, Jake. Who Who's going to be the Bucks' 2020 season starting quarterback? TB12, man. TB12. Is, tw- can, is 12 available? Oh, they're going to make it available. Are you kidding me? I'm just saying, new Bucks. Retire the number. <laughs> Well, can, it's not even that. I, I meant whoever has that number. Can he gonna... be number forty-three? <laughs> Won't he be forty-three? For like what? Like Jordan? 45? He's forty-two now, but why wouldn't he want to be his age? <laughs> How many touchdowns he's gonna throw? 
Yeah. Oh. With not nearly as many as. <laughs> Seriously, though, if you're Jameis Winston, just imagine that. You put up great numbers. Yes, you have the 30 picks, but you put up great numbers. You were injured for part of the season. Doesn't right, come out until right. after the season. You have your LASIK. Yeah, still, I, we're at a point, had a chance to have an 8-8 eight and eight season, and the, you, you get news that, hey, we're going to probably franchise tag you, keep you, and then a couple months down the road, well, we might be moving away from Jameis, and then you get the news, oh, we're really going after Tom Brady. And I'm just like, man, I feel for Jameis, but he kind of deserves it. <laughs> He's made some choices in his personal life that I don't really like, but... It is an interesting idea to pair up Bruce Arians with Tom Brady. Also, Tom Brady would be filling a stereotype because I imagine that's where he would re- he would be the guy to go to Florida to retire. Retire to Florida. <laughs> like everybody else in America. Well, he just like started his own production company, so I think we're going to get a real cinematic treatment just, of his free agency. I just don't know how they could convince him. My, I mean, they've got power. They've got star power on offense. My thought process is, does Tampa Bay really think that they're a quarterback away from a Super Bowl? Do I they th- really think they're a quarterback? That Jameis Winston, to, like that Tom Brady is the difference between a Super Bowl and a seven-win team. That's a great way to put it, Brandon. And now let's, let's throw it to our Tampa I, Bay guy. I think that they have... Weapons for it, Chris Godwin. Oh, Chris Godwin. Come Chris on, Chris Godwin's number twelve, by the way. Are you kidding me? Chris Godwin had one of the best statistical seasons you could have at a number two receiver. Tampa Bay is not a quarterback too, from was, the Super were, Bowl. Listen to me. They've got Mike Tennessee. Evans. They've got Chris Godwin. All right. They've got well, who knows with OJ Howard? <laughs> He's kind of falling off. But they've got talent in positions. I don't think they're Tom Brady away from being a, a, a championship contender, but that's not saying that I don't think they're a Tom Brady away from being a wild card. But Tom Brady's but that's not, not going Tom, for a wild yeah, card. He's not coming in he for the wild card. He went in with a wild card last year. No, Tom's going no, but that, somewhere where he can, he can that's not why have he to. Would be Tampa leaving. doesn't have the offensive line to They don't have the him. defense to and win a Super Bowl. Tom's going to find won. a place where he cannot have to worry about going 12-4. and four. Where he can say we're gonna get to twelve and four semi easily. We have a good team in place, and you brought me in for the playoffs. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I think it's a pipe dream for Tampa. I don't think they're gonna get him. They're gonna offer him though, and we'll see if they get an interview. If they try and get him over Shaq Barrett, then they don't know what they're doing because Shaq Barrett had one of the best seasons you could have as a defensive player. Nineteen and a half sacks by himself. He's the first double digit sack player for the Buccaneers since, I don't know, I, Gruden was there. And so that would be silly. And uh, they're better off trying to f- find somebody uh, like a Nick Foles or a Teddy Bridgewater, somebody else like that. And uh, Teddy I, B. I know you want to get Tom Brady because he's the big name, but, yeah, they're just not – they don't have an offensive line. It's a, waste, it's a waste of money. He's 43. He's not going to – It would be a waste on both sides. It's a waste of money for that Tom team. Brady's body is not going to take the punishment it's going to get from having a garbage offensive line like the Buccaneers. It's, right. It's not going to work. I mean, and how many lost fumbles? they don't fumbles? have a great quarter, a running back, really. They don't have a great running game. No, they don't have a great running game. Did you guys see who else got a run at this week? And not quite free agency, but Al Michaels – was was um, inquired about by ESPN. I love it. Mostly because I love the fact that ESPN's like, we get it, Booger sucks, he's out, we're putting in Peyton Manning. 
But Great are decision. they? But are they? Oh, they're gonna do it. No. They said after, even after the Al Michaels thing f- fell through, they still want to pair somebody with Peyton Manning. I don't think Peyton wants it though. I think Peyton wants to he own a team. He does a show where he breaks down game film. Why wouldn't he do this? this then why is didn't the natural they? Progression. Then why haven't they put him in yet? Because they probably had that show on ESPN. They literally put it on ESPN Plus. Because they really wanted a full season of out. Booger and Tessitore together in the booth after the debacle with Witten. That's two seasons are where they t- could have gone you, after are Manning. Are you trying to tell me that Peyton Manning wouldn't make the Browns and Jets at least a little bit more entertaining? It would be entertaining, but I don't think I don't think that he wants to do it or it would have happened by now. Tessitore in the booth. Tessitore is not the problem. I like Joe Booger's Tessitore. the problem. Booger's the problem. But they're probably going to have these two guys to start the year again. I have two fingers that are pointing in different directions. And now... That's my booger. It's not and now good. they've had two off-seasons where they're just getting railed, you know, by well, again, the media, booger, by Twitter. If you're booger, why do you even want to do this job? Because all, all people do is talk about how bad you are. Why would you even bother at this point? Two seasons of getting dragged? You were so bad they tried to put you in a weird booger mobile. <laughs> And cart you around the sideline. The Booger Mobile. I loved it. Do you think it's because us, like Witten and Booger, did not want to be in a booth together? Yes. They're like, you go on the sideline. I'm just talking to you. 100%. Get Pat McAfee in there. But good news um, er, NBC invoked the no trade clause on Al Michaels' contract. Also, why are we trading commentators like they're players? Like, what is that all about? I mean, you can trade coaches. That's how Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. We still keep the best team on Sunday night. At least until Mike Tirico takes over. Fox on the afternoons, and you know it. No, dude, it's Joe Al and Buck Chris. Gets too much hate. Joe Buck is great at his job. Al and Chris are the best to do Brandon, it. Brandon, is it? Is it? Are you going? You're be asking the, the guy in the Cardinals shirt if Joe Buck is the best. Dude, He's in a Cardinals shirt right now. I'm just saying. I don't see what why Joe Buck gets all the hate. I don't get it. I think he's good at his job. He is good at his job. I think he's good at his job, but I like Alan Chris as a team calling football. Troy and Joe are the best. I don't love Troy. Don't tell me Jim Nance and Tony Romo are better. If we're going to power rank the three. I like Romo better than Aikman. I like Romo better than Aikman. Actually, oh, sometimes I don't like when he's just like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I would, I'm sorry. I put Al at the bottom. And then I put, oh, I almost slapped you with I the would, steak that Jim he's going to eat tonight. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, solid number two, and the number one. Because Al Michaels eats a steak every night. He's Twitter, that manly. Twitter poll. They brought out a steak for him on Dan Patrick's show. That was funny. Oh, yeah. Twitter poll, best NFL broadcast team. From each network. Best, best primetime yeah, NFL broadcast team. Okay, well, we're, we're definitely going to put that I'll up to the fans. I'll do it as we speak. <laughs> no. Because we all know it's going to be Joe and in, Troy. In other news, Trent Williams is allowed to seek a trade. Those were the words by the Redskins. Hey. He one, he wasn't already allowed to look for a trade. Two, the, you're allowing it. What? Let's look at the language here. Isn't, just, is aren't they the ones that have to do it anyway? Like. Yeah, it's like okay. What's he gonna do? Oh the, wait, he's gonna give us a lawsuit because we did all these horrible things when he got cancer. You can get a trade. Okay, 31 other teams. We will now actually take you seriously if you're interested in him now that knowing he has cancer. That's that's what this God, is. Horrible. Ta- horrible what situation. Sni- like, what a horrible organization. Weekly Dan Snyder trashing moment. Drop the Redskins out of the NFL. Put DC in there. Just put the defenders in the sell NFL. Sell them to Bezos. Oh, God, they get crushed. Move them to London. 
There no, you go. Kill two birds with one no, stone. Rebrand the Redskins. Stop Toronto. That. Destroy. Yes. I, okay. If I'll, you go international, go Canada or Mexico. Don't go all across. Now the is pond. the time to put a football team in Toronto. They have, you know, they just Raptors, won the NBA championship. The ba- Montreal went for Montreal for baseball went from to DC. So I mean, they probably have a pretty decent fan base for up in Montreal as well. They could. Remember That's when a good the point. Tampa Bay Rays were talking about going to. Uh, was it? I think it was Montreal. They were going to split time yeah, between St. So. Pete and Montreal. Yeah. Like that is the dumbest thing. Well, I've they ever have heard. one. Of, they have the worst attendance in baseball. By oh, it's not even. Close. I know. I've been to. I, I went to horrible. one of their games. Yeah. It's awful. Considering they're really, they're a pretty good team, you'd think someone would would yeah. show up. Yeah. I... So in our final NFL talk, we have Josh Norman got one year in Buffalo. <laughs> Should have pulled the AB and said, I ain't freezing my, my balls off in Buffalo. And Do you want to know how many interceptions Josh Norman has in his eight-year NFL career? Hmm. Probably less than 10. 14. Okay. He's 14, which is, you know, 1.2. So he's he okay. had one good – and he had one really good year, the got paid, year? got paid big, and then Carolina realized that he's not as good as the contract he just got, and they traded him. And now, you know, he didn't ever get anything after that contract, and he's on a one-year, and so... That's the thing, too, is... He, he was just a loud mouth. Well, he's well, not a number one. He's yeah. not a number one. He's a guy... He's a guy... No. No, but now this he's is a terrible opposite Trey White. This is... Exactly. And this is a terrible comparison, but he's like, you know, what everyone was bashing Richard Sherman for. That's what I was just going to say. He plays his own defense, one side of the field. So no one, no one respects you, and you get burned when you're the number one guy, well, and, that's, and that's how you play. Now, I'll again, s- Richard Sherman is... The excels best in, the in his role. Yeah. No, he's thing. very good. But you got to have somebody up top. Yeah, even, you know, <laughs> even, even on a personality level, you actually said something that I was going to say, but in a different way. Uh, you can like when I think of Josh Norman, I look at Richard Sherman as well. Where they're both loudmouths, but one guy can back it up. Yeah, the other guy or can't. has you know and he has, has backed it up. He's been to multiple Super Bowls and he has the stats to back it up, right. which Norman also does not. Because Richard Sherman has the most interceptions in the league since he joined the league. So there's the difference. He did get torched in a crucial moment of this year's Super Bowl, but, you know, it happens. But sometimes. we knew it was going to happen at one point in that game where somebody's going to get past I was, Sherman. I was, I've, when we were talking about it on the show, I, I was like, as soon as the Chiefs got that one big play from Tyreek Hill, I'm like, it's over. Mm-hmm. And finally, the NFLPA has extended the voting deadline for the new CBA, and it's actually getting very contentious between the players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fitz Magic. Fitz money, as you call him. Fitz money, magic, actually baby. Actually, for the new CBA, which surprised me. That's because he's already made over a hundred million dollars. <laughs> this guy, he's like the biggest anarchist figure in the NFL. He just goes around and robs. He's people. a shyster. He's amazing. <laughs> there needs to be a thirty for thirty on the heists that like. But it needs to be said respectfully, as like a hustler should be respected. Man, I respect. Yeah, res- get your money. I respect him. Yeah, he. I mean, he knows his scam and he works it. And he. And, and first, 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 first video you see is his press conference in Tampa. Exactly. Not sports related, but I just got a message that Tom Hanks has the coronavirus. Oh wow! I'm not joking it's, about that. It's outside of sports. There's even more. Back to back to sports. That's crazy. Tom Hanks. It's I don't know like, if that's true. It's from is a this, text message. From is this Philadelphia in real life? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't AIDS. <laughs> this is the first thing I thought. I have coronavirus. AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> he shaves his fucking neck. He shaves oh his neck. Oh, my Jeez. gosh. What a transition to fraud of the week, Paul. <laughs> 
Somebody else go first as I tweet that picture in caption. <laughs> uh, fraud of the week. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know how to say this, but I'm going to say it because they made me look like a fool. For the second time in one season and half a season, Tampa Bay Vipers, frauds. All right? I put faith in you. I thought you were going to beat L.A., the second worst team in the league at the time. Now, now you I don't know, it's kind of a tie between them and Seattle. But frauds, 24-6 to lead, and you blew it. After that, they only scored 10 points. Frauds. My fraud of the week, we already kind of touched on this earlier in the show, but my fraud of the week is the Baylor Bears Ooh. going from – the number one overall seed. Yeah, dropping going like into a stone. and now I mean they got a there's a chance that they may maybe not even be a number one seed at all after, after this after this week is over. Yeah, that's a big collapse. I mean they lost three out of four and they hadn't lost all season. Coming, I mean they hadn't lost since their second game of the season. So they are they are my fraud of the week. Frauds. Fraud. My fraud of the week. I'm 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 just I don't know his name, Jake. I'm gonna call your OC Mr. Sauce. The, de- the, uh, Jerry, uh, the defensive, the player. defensive coordinator for Jerry the Vipers, Glansville. Jerry Glansville, the the sauces forever, Mister the sauces forever, forty one points was that- interviewed bef- the week be- leading up to the game in L A. Oh, and I retweeted that. You sure? Yeah, yeah. You know where I'm going with this. There's a video of him being interviewed where he says, "Where I was in the N- when I was in the NFL, we talked to somebody. Uh, I the asked military somebody. guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what the comparison was. He said. Um, how do you do a successful military campaign or whatever it was? Because it was and a thing says, of like you're on the other side of the country. How yeah, you... behind enemy lines. Like, what do you do? And he says, you get in and you get out as quick as possible. We're on a mission. You, you don't spend the extra night there. You don't. You don't go out and sightsee. You get in and you get out and you complete the mission. And mission not complete. <laughs> Fraud. His oh. his cross country defensive strategy. The sauce was was not cooking in L.A. They were sightseeing. You guys suck. All them fifty, <laughs> all them, all them fifty yard bombs. You kill my optimism with TB12. You hate to see it. I can. I'll. I'll run it back here. We have for me. The NBA season postponed. You hate. This. Yeah. If somebody wants that, it's up for grabs. Because for me, it's Spike Lee versus the Knicks. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Shoot up? I don't understand how you alienate your biggest the fans. Only, the only is it the only fan they have really? Let's, well, let's I mean, they've banned Charles Oakley, so it might be. I don't know how many people might they be the have only courtside. Real Nick fan left. Like the real, like big time Nick fans might be the only one that's only, like Chris Rock is probably courtside at some games, but whatever. But the they 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 told him he needs to stop using a certain entrance. And okay. it's the employee and media entrance. But it's Spike Lee. It's Spike Lee. He's basically an employee. He is your he's your secondary mascot. He's the Drake of New York. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's been there he's been doing it though for forty years. Exactly. Consistently through all the losing. And they had this in, big to do about him saying, Oh, they're bullying me and there was like an incident where he almost got escorted out because he was freaking out at the game about feeling like they're like now, like being mean to him in a situation that they've always let him do this before. And he goes he, on, and then he goes on first take, and he kind of blows up, saying, "Will I ever see the Knicks win a championship in my lifetime?" And he kind of has a real vent session, and the Knicks PR. He's old. He's getting up there. The Knicks PR put out a statement saying, "This is." It says on it, 
uh, staff and media. Mr. Lee has been talked to multiple times about this. Uh, he actually talked personally with Mr. Dolan at the game about this, where they shook hands, came to an agreement. And the pictures, that they put three pictures with it. This statement, the picture of the entrance, which does say employees and media. Um, I mean, they're not wrong. But, but, it's, it, but it's Spike Lee. And, and he could have left. Don't let that man use general entrance. And He could have left and went to the next. The third picture that they did was a grainy like from the second deck photo of the handshake between Dolan and Spike Lee. And Spike Lee said on first take that he got set up. This is the most Knicks thing possible. He got set up where Dolan basically, in from what Spike Lee said, Dolan comes up. He's like, hey, Spike, how you doing? Hope you're having a great night. Shakes his hand, walks away. Like, it's just a salutation. And they snapped the photo <laughs> to Jeez. put with this statement. Oh, oh, you you hate to see you it. Hate to see it. You Man. hate to see it. Could you can you think of this happening with Jack Nicholson? We, oh gosh. Yeah, I God, Who is honestly, we, I've been asking this since the inception of this podcast. Who is who is the worst run sports organization? It's James is, Dolan, it's the is, Knicks. Is it, is it the Knicks or is it the Redskins? I don't know anymore. At this point, at this point got to go with the Knicks cuz one of your biggest fans could have left, could have joined Jay-Z with the Brooklyn Nets, could have left you. And you trade him, and then you exploit him for no, just be like, oh, snap. Today is the day that we're going to, like, drop the hammer on this. Yeah, come on, Knicks. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, Mine, I hate to do this, because, again, I'm the XFL guy. I do a lot of this for the XFL. But uh, Cardell Jones getting benched, you hate to see it. Ooh. You hate to see it. I, I do. I do feel for the guy a little bit. You know, I, I would agree the the five minute MVP of the league. You hate to see him get benched. <laughs> Best player in took two him weeks. took him five minutes to become the MVP, and now yeah. it's all gone. The reason again, I said this before. The reason he makes you hate to see it. He capitalized off. He was a system quarterback. Let's just stop pretending he wasn't. He was a system quarterback. He was he excelled in Urban Meyer's system. Had the benefit of having. One of Ohio State's best teams they've had. I would say I would argue this year's team better, but the team he was on won a championship. Uh huh. And he he had he had three great games, seven or uh, nine more in college, and then decides to jump ship to the NFL. Didn't work there, and then he doesn't work in the XFL. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Twelve gauge. You oh. hate to see it. You just hate it. Brandon, what do you got? My you hate to see it is not so. Uh... Downer. Sorry. I guess. <laughs> this is funny. This is I'm going with Marshall Yonda retiring. Okay. Oh. You know, one of the greatest offensive linemen in NFL history, I would, I would argue. Mm-hmm. You know, he had eight Pro Bowl selections in his 10 years in the league. A notable career for an yeah. offensive lineman in a good way. Where yeah. You know his name. Great, great, you know, great Iowa Hawkeye offensive lineman, goes to the league. You hate to see. You do hate to see that all of his weightlifting records got shattered by Tristan Wirfs, and then he gets retired as Tristan Wirfs <laughs> enters the league. Yeah. So it's a little passing of the torch. But you hate to see Marshall Yonder retire. You hate to see it, Paul. This is you, crazy. You've just been on your phone. It's it's blowing no, I get up. It. It's crazy. I tweeted the photo of Tom Hanks from Philadelphia with the caption, "I have coronavirus." So, I mean, that's where we are. I'll allow it. That's where we are. Oh. <laughs> to 
the XFL picks for this week, if there's going to be games, we might be coming back next week talking about how it got canceled. That you would hate to see. Oh, especially me because I put all this work. No NBA, no XFL. Oh, you would hate it. How are we going to do a a podcast? (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to. We're gonna really have to dig out the off-season topics. We'll do a three for <laughs> a, abrupt three for three. Coronavirus, life before coronavirus. As, yeah, as it's happening, yeah. Uh, we'll do like a War of the World style, like as it progresses. Like Orson Welles. Day like, thirty-eight. We haven't had a professional sport in two weeks. <laughs> it's actually not a bad idea. All right, for the picks, first game it's Roughnecks at Guardians on Saturday. Jake, who you got for this East Coast matchup? I mean, it's really hard to pick against the Roughnecks. I I don't know, man. I don't know if they're going to lose this season. I'm going to take the Roughnecks. You were just saying how they barely win their games. New but York s- just put up 30 points, and you they- still can't branch out here? But I, I just had to say it. There's a, you, had, you had to say I it. I had to say it. <laughs> there is a caveat here. I don't know how good the Renegades are anymore. So I don't, I don't know. I, and you're right. They have had these close games, but they're winning them. They're winning them. I think that's the big difference here. So I gotta, I gotta go with my gut. I'm gonna go with the Roughnecks. Brandon, what do you think? The the stable horse barely versus the, the surging new quarterback. I'm going with the Guardians. Oh, I like it. I'm going with the Guardians. <laughs> they gotta lose at some point. They're not gonna. They're not you don't gonna think win. They're, gonna every, go 10 they're not gonna win every game. I'm saying the perfect storm would be they go 11 and 0. They win, you know, like they go 10 and 0. They go to 11 by winning right. the playoff game, and they lose in the championship. That'd you know, I'm I'm taking the Guardians as well. I like them at home here, even though it's not as good in MetLife as it would be in a soccer stadium. I think they're gonna pull it together at home with the quarterback. A week of practicing with this guy. I think the team's ready to move on from McGloin uh, as a whole. I, I haven't even seen him on the sidelines. So yeah, I have the Guardians as well for the second game. Battle Hawks at Vipers. Brandon, we got your team going to Jake's. What do you think? You know, the Vipers are a weird team. They've, they've been pretty good on offense. They've been pretty good on defense. But they, they, can't, they, but they lose can't within score. a possession. Yeah, yeah, but they, they can't, can't score. They lose close games. They're, they're so it's hard, it's hard to know what the Vipers are going to do. They're the Chargers. I mean, other than their first game, they've lost every game by a single possession. But I think I'm going to take the Vipers. Whoa! Whoa, upset city. Can't even pick your own team. You know, this is a pretty close uh, matchup, according to Vegas, but I'm, I'm going with the Battle Hawks, bouncing back here after being held in D.C. I think they're going to enjoy that it will be not as heavy of an environment as it is playing in D.C. And I think they get the win here. Battle Hawks. Yeah, I'm gonna. Jake? I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna take the Battle Hawks here against your team. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what to make of this team. To be honest, they're fun to watch, but they're also Tampa gonna Tampa. They just find creative ways to lose. Tampa gonna Tampa. Tampa. And you think you're getting Tom Brady? If we make merch, <laughs> Tampa gonna Tampa is gonna be a shirt I'm gonna wear. In um the if it's creamsicle colors. Oh. That would that's sell. Actually not a bad hey, idea. that's I, write it down. Write it down. We got paper. I'm Cut this down. from the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else come up with this idea. I like that one. Right, that's in the good idea box. We have a lot. <laughs> we but actually have one now. You know what? That's <laughs> we actually have merch. <laughs> Let's hold on to that one. <laughs> we still gotta make you hate to see it, shirt. Third game, 
Renegades at Defenders. I'm taking Defenders at home. DC's a strong place. Strong snakes. It's a battle of your dominant road team and your dominant home team. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, yeah. that's it. I'm going with the Defenders as well, though. It's The Defenders, I feel, are going to be like St. Louis, where it's going to be really hard to pick against them at home. So I, I'm going to add the Defenders as well. Chalk. Well, you know, that is the identity that they wanted going into week one, and it's the oh, – that I mean, they've switched quarterbacks, but this is the identity that they have established from the, for themselves, that when you come to D.C., you'll have to pry that win from their cold, dead hands, you know, they're so, especially they're, from a defensive perspective. They're, yeah, they're a totally different team at home. It's, it's crazy. Finally, Wildcats at my – you know, at least for now, still my Dragons – yeah, who knows if they're going to have a team after coronavirus. We'll hit. see, because this game will be played in front of nobody. And so I'm going to say with nobody in the stands in Seattle, there is no 12th man. Wildcats pull out the win. Ooh, okay. Uh, I will agree with that. I think Josh Johnson's going to light up another another team. Um, I, you know, I don't know. LA's kind of weird like Tampa, too. But, uh, yeah. Both the one and four teams, they're just they just can't. And Seattle's losing a lot of close games too. These yeah. games are at least competitive. I will say that. But. That's nice. Helps Vegas. What do you think, Brandon? Final pick. Yeah, I like the Wildcats as well. Ooh, I think they've shock. been they've been scoring a lot. They've been scoring a lot of points. They're staying on the West Coast. No, I mean that no fans is going to be a big loss for Seattle. I agree. I've, yeah, this, yeah, this is crazy. And now we're going with Paul's Fab Four to end the show. Just sticking with four or five. We're going with four because some of those I just can't mess with. Man, I got roughnecks by six at the Guardians, FYI. Bonus over under the month that the NBA <laughs> resumes play. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I'll take it to Easter. Easter? Yeah. Okay. It was the first weekend in April. Usually, yeah, something like that. It's like okay. April eighth or something. I think it's my birth. Yeah, I think it's the ninth. Which I think it's my birthday. No, the eighth. It is the eighth. Okay, that's Sunday. April eighth. April eighth. Yeah, I think that's a solid bet right now. It's going to be at least a few weeks. I mean, I won't even be back on college campus for at least two weeks. Yeah, I yeah, I think the thing is not going to die down for another month. So, like we were saying, first off at Seattle, I'm taking Wildcats and the over. I think they're going to roll on Seattle. Wildcats minus two and a half. They're definitely going to cover that. Over under a 45 and a half. Well, they scored 41 last week. And the Dragons are losing by scoring, you know, 18 to 24 points in a game and losing. So I, I like what the, what the over is going to hit here, and I like Wildcats. And then with your guys' teams, Jake and Brandon, I'm taking Battlehawks by three at least. Battlehawks minus three at the Vipers and the over of 42. Let's score some points. And Battlehawks by a field goal. If it's anything like last week for Tampa. Yeah, well, guys, we might we might be doing some off-season impromptu stuff next week, but no matter what happens, we will come to you with everything that happens across college and pro sports for coronavirus and any actual sports that are still played. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think? Predictions? Are we gonna are we gonna have the final four on the days it was supposed to happen? Brandon. Yes. Jake? Yeah. I, I, I think that if they have to work with no fans, they're going to do it. I, I think the XFL is going to be fine as well. They're just going to have to battle uh, with that stuff. I don't know how this is going to work out if 
you know, March Madness doesn't have fans, and the XFL doesn't have fans. I think the NBA. Th- I think the NBA was a special circumstance that because somebody was actually it kind of yeah. escalated. Yeah. It escalated and, very quickly, yeah. and it wasn't anybody's fault. And I, unless that happens in one of these other in the NCAA or the XFL, I, I assume that they will be able to continue. Yeah. I'm gonna. W- I think the NHL will be fine too. Over under on time until the Trump administration says you didn't quarantine your player when you knew they were sick. I don't know about that because that could be a real serious accusation but here. Here's the problem against the Jazz. <laughs> but they the- brought players that they knew wouldn't play because of illness to a different city. But the CDC just got funding. Like more funding to because they were running out of supplies for tests. So, but we're quarantining people across the nation. Yeah, but if you have a cough now, people are going to quarantine you. <laughs> like I don't know, I, I just don't know. There just there could be a lot of repercussions, and I think we're going to have a lot more to talk about with coronavirus more than actual sports. Hopefully, we are talking our March Madness brackets next week. I'm really excited to do that with you guys. Until then, we're we gonna do like last year, do the listeners. Yes, we will have we will have uh, um, ESPN. We'll have an ESPN uh, bracket pool that everybody can jump into. We had a lot of people in that last year. That was really fun, um, and I think it was our friend Mo's wife Amber that won. <laughs> Shout out to Amber. <laughs> so we'll see if it, if she's in it again this year. He's an unofficial founding member of the Lots <laughs> Booze there at the beginning. Yeah, he was. He was there first night. Well. Find us on Facebook at Loud Sports. And on Twitter, Loud Sports Podcast. Brr, pod. Pod, yeah. Pod. Same on Instagram, Loud Sports Pod. One of these days I'll update it. We will be putting coronavirus stuff and all of this on there. And make sure to vote in which two-man <laughs> football broadcast team you like the most. And uh, don't forget, usually on Mondays, uh, XFL Foreplay will be up on our Facebook and our in the Loud and Opinionated YouTube. I don't think we have anything else to plug. All right. Thanks, Jake. For Jake Williams and Brandon Plecker, I'm Paul Rubidoux. Thanks for listening to the Loud Sports Podcast.